This is former Auburn football player Danny Skutak, and you are listening to the Abbey Award-winning sports call, Auburn. Welcome back into the program. This is Sports Call WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson inside the studio with Ryan LaVoy, Tom Peavy, and Cam Berry. Hope that everyone's doing well on this Wednesday. We're halfway through the week and, and football season is certainly getting closer. 24 days and counting away from September 3rd when Auburn and a lot of SEC schools get back into action. We want to go to our Auburn Bank phone line right now and bring on a friend of the program. Hale McGranahan is back from the Big Spur, Division of 24-7 Sports, talking South Carolina Gamecocks as they gear up for the upcoming season. Hale, the time is greatly appreciated. Had a couple of uh, South Carolina and Auburn meetings over the past few seasons and uh, excited to have you back on the program today. How are you? Doing well. I appreciate y'all having me back on. Just uh, trying to take care of some recruiting news here that uh, didn't go South Carolina's way, but uh, it's uh, it's a balancing act this time of year. No but, kidding. Uh, it sounds about like Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so as we get set for this upcoming season, obviously big news for South Carolina. Spencer Rattler comes over from Oklahoma. I mean, how can you describe the excitement that the Gamecock fan base has that Rattler chose the Gamecocks of all schools to play for. Yeah, folks are pretty pumped up, and, and it's not just Rattler that's got the, the the fan base feeling this way right now. It's it's a whole host of stuff, and, and he did kind of kickstart it in December when, when when he committed to South Carolina and and signed as as a part of the class to come in in January. And you know, about a week and a half later, they they go up to Charlotte and win the bowl game in impressive fashion over North Carolina. They 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 bring in Rattler and, and get some other guys from the transfer portal and a bunch of them are on campus going through spring ball and, and everybody's feeling pretty good and it's just kind of built consistently during that time that they've added some more guys through the portal they've joined the team in the summer and it's 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 starting to really come to a head now and and, and you know it, it probably depends who you ask the, the range of expected win totals can can probably fall anywhere between. Seven and eight, and seven and eight total wins to ten or eleven total wins, depending on who you ask. So it's uh, it, folks are fired up around here for sure. What's going to be the biggest strength of the South Carolina football team? That's a good question. I, I would assume that it's going to be the passing game because of Rattler and, and, and what they've got around him. Uh, they've got some pieces coming back in Josh Van and and Jaheim Bell and the carry-on joiner and a couple running backs. And, and I mentioned the guys they brought from the Porter. There's, there's probably a collection of four or five skill guys, whether receivers or tight ends, who, who are going to be big parts of the offense. So, so I I think just on paper, yeah, that's the easy thing to point to, that uh, they should be able to throw the ball around and, and probably put up some numbers. Um, but, but their secondary was really good last year statistically. Um and, and, you know, they've got some, some room to go up front in the front seven, so maybe there's some upside there. But but I do think really at the end of the day that uh, what, what they're able to do with the passing game on offense is going to be the strength of this game. You mentioned on the question about Spencer Rattler, just the overall excitement level in the program. I think a lot of that comes from Shane Beamer, who got the opportunity to hear from uh, at SEC Media Days. And just what has he done 
for the overall excitement of the program and a program that really had a lot of success under Steve Spurrier, a very recent memory, and then quickly reverted uh, into a lower tier SEC team under Will Muschamp. So, just how has it kind of been a roller coaster the last few years, and how important it has been that Shane Beamer has brought that excitement level back? Yeah, well, you know, those first two years under Muschamp actually went pretty well. They, they won seven games, excuse me, six games, and went to a ball in his first year and won nine uh, his second year, uh, beat Michigan in the Outback Bowl, and, and things were looking pretty good there a couple years in, and they just slowly started to deteriorate and uh, then really got roller coaster there towards the end. But uh, I, I think what, what really has people excited about Coach Beamer and, and, and what he brings – compared to what's been here in the past, whether that's Muschamp or Spurrier, is, is he someone who, who feels a connection to the school and has really gone out of his way, uh, not just publicly either, but to, to let people know that, that he he coveted this job and this is a place that he wanted to be and wanted to try to build something special. And, and, and you know, it's it's not just lip service either. I mean, he, he obviously coached here for a little while. He was born in Charleston. So he feels somewhat of a, a kinship to the state, even though he, he obviously grew up in, in Blacksburg, Virginia. Uh, but it, it's a place that, that, that truly does mean a lot to Shane Beamer. And, and I know there are probably some, some cynical college football fans who, who are probably rolling their eyes when they hear anybody say that or hear him say that. Uh, but but there's, there's a connection there that, that, he's, that he's trying to build with people. And, and, and I say trying, but, but he has built with people because it's pretty genuine and, and – and I think you can see that when, when he's out amongst the people and interacting with fans and, and that type of stuff that, uh, that's got people particularly excited about this guy. When you're looking at South Carolina's schedule this year, obviously Arkansas and, and Texas A&M are the crossover games. There's always going to be that rivalry at the end of the season with Clemson, uh, of course, Georgia, the reigning national champions. What, what do you make of this schedule? And, and, and when do you think, what do you think the most important part of this schedule is? Well, it's, I, you know, I, I hear this question every every summer when I when I talk to various folks uh, around the country about South Carolina's schedule. I, what do you make of this schedule? And, and you know, no offense to your question, but it's the same schedule they got to play every year. And, and Auburn certainly is no stranger to looking at a schedule and seeing the same group of teams that are on there every year and, and just kind of like, gosh, no breaks. I mean, Clemson, Georgia, Texas A&M every year, and then. You factor in Tennessee, Florida every year, uh, then just a, another team from the West in Arkansas uh, that's rotated in. So that's that's six games right there that are awful tough. Um, and I haven't even mentioned Kentucky and, and and what they've done in the past few years and the thorn in the side that they've been for South Carolina. So I guess to answer the second part of your question, I, I really think the, the start of the schedule is, is where they, they need to – to, to do well. I mean, Georgia State and, and the opener is, that's not going to be a picnic by any means. And nobody around here is expecting it to be either. Uh, Sean Elliott, their head coach, was former interim coach here at South Carolina, offensive line coach. He's from Camden, South Carolina, which is right down the road from Columbia. Uh, so th- this game is important to him. It's important to his team. And, and beyond that, they're pretty good. Uh, for, for the Sun Belt level, they're really good. Uh, so that's going to be a challenge. And they got Arkansas in week two and, and uh, folks out there in Auburn know, know what they did last year out west and, and sort of the, 
I guess, expectations and excitement they've got going into year two under Sam Pittman. Another tough game. you got to play, play at 11 a.m. Uh, then, then you come back home for week three with the noon kickoff against Georgia. Um, so, you know, you, you could be looking at one and two to start the season and, and you're climbing out of a hole and, and you still haven't played played uh, a couple of those teams that I mentioned a little earlier. And it's it's going to be a dogfight, obviously. So so I think they need to start out, you know, hope hope for two and one and, and, and feel on top of the world if you're three and out. Wanted to follow up with the with the schedule a little bit, just as a kind of a, a future question, because we've seen some coaches in the league. It's obviously going to be a talking point is Oklahoma and Texas Center, and and of course that won't make it easier for anyone in the league to add two powerhouses like that. But I, I wonder if yeah. Shane Beamer has gone on record there saying if he's in support of either an eight or a nine game model, given that South Carolina is one of the teams in the SEC that already has a built in important rivalry outside of the conference. Yeah, he he was asked about it last I recall before the SEC meetings before they went down to Destin, and I I can't recall exactly off the top of my head if he said or, or kind of hinted at which formula he preferred. Uh, I do know that that obviously, like you said, that that Clemson game that that's always going to be on the South Carolina schedule unless a year like twenty twenty happens again. Um, that that's always going to be on the schedule. I mean they. They want to play Clemson every year, regardless of, of how good they are and how how not good South Carolina is at the time. It, it's it's always a game that's got to be on the schedule, and and uh, what, whether that gets that way from from an eight eight game league schedule or nine game, I I think that's probably sort of at the top of the list for not only Shane Beamer but for for folks around. University of South Carolina's athletic department and people in Columbia and, and that type of stuff. Hal McGranahan is our guest right now on Sports Call from the Big Spur 24-7 Sports. He's on Twitter at Hal McGranahan. All right, so South Carolina can challenge Georgia for the SEC East crown if what happens, Hale? If they beat Georgia in week three, <laughs> that's, that's the obvious place to start because you got to think that the uh, that a team like Georgia is a little more equipped to, to make its way through the schedule. Uh, you know, if, if you lose to Georgia, then you got to expect them to to lose a couple times and, and for you to, to run the table, and that's going to be really tough to do. Um, so, so they got to, they got to, I guess to, to give you a better answer, they've got to get everybody on that offense on the same page by the time week three rolls around. And, and when you have a new quarterback, when you have a bunch of new skill guys and everybody's getting used to it, it's going to take a little bit of time, whether it's, you know, a few weeks into camp or the second quarter of that Georgia State game or, you know, they come out the gates firing against Arkansas. Whatever the case may be, it's got to be clicking by the time week three rolls around and, and Georgia comes comes to Columbia. And, and fortunately for South Carolina, if there's a silver lining to it, they get Georgia at the start of the season while they're still trying to figure things out and replace all those guys on their defense. So uh, you have an opportunity when you catch them early because uh, they still got a lot of really good players on that team, and and it might take those guys a little bit to uh, to get going as well. So maybe maybe you can kind of hope that uh, you catch them before they really uh, hit their stride and, and get going on defense. 
Let's end our conversation with this. So with all of that in mind, with the talk of Spencer Rattler and Shane Beamer building excitement around this program, the schedule, you look at South Carolina football here in 2022, the ceiling of this football team would be what and where would you place the floor in terms of number of wins? Realistically, I, I think the ceiling is probably nine nine to ten wins. I, I for, for the reasons I've kind of outlined earlier right. with, with those three teams, you know, the, the Clemson, Georgia, A&M, you got to go up to Kentucky. You get Tennessee at home, so that's a toss-up game-ish. You, you know, Tennessee did beat the brakes off of South Carolina last year. No, it's still got to go to the Swamp. Uh, it, it's, there are a lot of toss-up types of games out there, but the, I mean, I think they could win them just as easily as they could lose some of them. So, you know, you pull off an upset – of, of that big three and, and don't don't stumble against the Vanderbilt or Georgia State or even somebody or even a Missouri I think you should feel good about beating them when when they're because they're coming to this Columbia this year so uh, you got it one the ones you're supposed to win at least one that you're not supposed to and uh, and in those you know two three toss-up games uh, you take most if not all of those and and then, then we can talk, be talking about a team that's uh, that's really humming with, with a good 9-10 win season under the belt, seven in the bowl season. This Columbia versus that Columbia. It's got to be a fun talking point there in uh, South Carolina for the Gamecocks. Hey, listen, the time is certainly greatly appreciated. Appreciate you taking time to uh, chat with us here on the program today. How can our listeners support you, and where can they find all your South Carolina coverage, my friend? Yeah, I do it all at thebigspur.com or 247sports.com. But if, if you're an Auburn fan listening right now, if, if you're subscribed to, to that site and and, and, and read them, then, then you can read anything that I write uh, for for the Big Spur 24-7, even if it's uh, VIP stuff as well. So uh, that, that's where you can find me. That's, that's where I, I give all my good information. I, I leave Twitter for, for the folks who – to read about the stuff on the site and, and want to talk about it on Twitter, I'll, they can talk about it on there. I, but I, I do my my heavy hitting on, on the site. There you go. Well, we'll check it all out there. Thanks for the time. Be well, and we'll talk again soon, okay? I appreciate y'all having me. Thank you so much.